the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Have you ever said something out of anger that you wish you could take back? We all have. Unfortunately, once said we can't take it back, no matter how many times we apologize and seek forgiveness. Whether we realize it or not, we and the recipient of our anger are reminded whenever they think of us or we think of them. In other words, we live with it as long as we live if it is not dealt with. Anger, even when justified, imprisons us if we let it, no matter how hard we try. We cannot suppress or deny our anger. The only way to have power over it is to go to God and let Him handle it for us. God's Word tells us what to do and how to do it. His way is the only one, lest it destroy us. We don't have to look far to know its devastating effects. We hear of it or see it every day. Listen as Pastor Randall, through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, tells us how. Be ready to reference scriptures and take notes. You're listening now, and your tongue, if you're not careful, can destroy your child, your husband, your wife, your siblings' motivation to dream and to live. What kind of words do we use to destroy the motivation of another? Listen to these illustrations. You can't do that. Why are you going to try that again? You know you can't do that. You are just like your daddy. Or you're just like your mama. That's where you got it from. Uh-uh. You won't amount to anything. You are good for nothing. Or you can't, can you ever get anything right? Now, if you're guilty of those kinds of things, you got to repent. And those things are particularly real hurtful to a child. So, and then you wonder why they can't perform. You've already told them they're not going to amount to nothing. Doesn't matter if you listen. It doesn't matter whether your child make all D's or all F's. But if they make um, all F's and make one D, uh, say now I'm, I'm really disappointed about these F's. But you did make a D. Now let's pull these other F's up, okay? You understand? No, no. Let's let's you you at the bottom. So so honey, you can't go nowhere but up. You know, put a put a positive spin on it. Be a positive spinner on your children. Be a possible spinner. You 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 need you 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 need to believe God for your children. You know, don't don't just accept those labels. Well, my child's just in special ed, and I'm just taking that label them. And listen, be careful about allowing people to just label your kids because they're gonna be struggling with those labels, the labels, the battles of their days. But be careful about that. Don't don't take comfort in those levels. I mean, expect your child to do more than what they're doing. If you don't expect nothing, you won't get nothing, my friends. You see? So that, that's how the tongue can bring death. Now, here's how your very tongue can bring life. 
Here's the words we ought to be using as saints and Christians and edifiers. Listen, you can use your tongue to encourage. You use your tongue with the Holy Spirit's enablement to bless, bless your children. Speak words of blessings upon your wife. Words of blessings upon your husband. Words of blessing upon your children. Those who are going through crisis, a childish challenge with issues. Honey, I know this is tough, but we're going to work through this together and we're going to be all right. We may not understand, we may not have an answer, but with God, all things are possible and there's nothing too hard for God. Speak in faith and words of blessings upon your children. Give your children, your spouse, your loved one, those in the workplace, give them hope. Don't just come down on them when they don't get it right. When they do get it right, say, you know, I'm so proud of you. You are making such wonderful progress. You know what? I really appreciate the value you bring this job on the workplace. You know, so, so you, you want to give them hope. Speak words of spiritual refreshment. Uh, words that will restore and revive. Words that will give life. Speak life. We're in a culture of death. You want to speak words of life. Even upon your enemy. You say, I don't like them. I hope they die. That's evil. No, you might want them to die, but sometimes God let them live so they can test your prayer life. <laughs> speak words of life. Be givers of life. The person right in your home, your child, your neighbor, your co-worker, another member of the church sitting right next to you, looking good, smelling good, big Bible, but they're just as suicidal as they could be. In the name of Jesus, give them life. Number six, anger will begin to decrease as you love, as you look for the best rather than the worst in others. Anger will begin to decrease as you look for the best rather than the worst in others and allow your words to encourage and edify. You To edify means to uplift, to build up. Ask yourself if you are continually being too critical of others. You see, and recognize the, the emotional consequences of such behavior. Consider ways you can honestly appreciate and affirm them rather than always condemning them and criticizing them. Ask God to deliver you from a critical spirit. It is detrimental. It, 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 it just sickens people. It destroys everything. And Satan loves it when you possess a critical spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another just as you also are doing. In other words, my friends, listen to this. Encourage the heart of the person you are angry with. Encourage them. That, that means that you have, to, you have to listen to God. That means you have to get over yourself to encourage somebody that's hurt you. That's right. That means, that means you have to let your pride go. Ask God to reveal something positive about the person who has wronged you for whatever reason. Focus on the person's strength, the strength of the person who frustrates you to no end instead of his or her deficiencies or what you just don't like about them. 
Words of encouragement have a way of calming. Words of encouragement has a way of soothing. Words of encouragement have a way of calming a troubled heart. I love these scriptures. Proverbs 17, 22 says, A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bone. A merry heart does good like medicine. Proverbs 25, 11, A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 17, it says, Words of the wise spoken quietly should be heard rather than the shout of a ruler of fools. You got to read, I got to read that one again. Words of the wise. When you're wise, you will, you will speak quietly, not loudly. Some of you women are too loud. Your mothers are too loud. Listen, calm your words down and let your family respect your words in a soft tone. And, and, and don't always have to get loud for yourself to be heard. Quieten down. Men, you need to soften down in your interaction, in your communication. Stop screaming. Lower your voice. Start speaking at half the level you normally speak at. You know, quieten down, tone down, and then say what needs to be said in a right spirit and a right attitude. There may be times when there is no one to minister to you in your state of anger. I mean, sometimes you're in a house, a home that's dysfunctional. You know, you don't have anybody to speak a word of hope to you. Or you will be angry at others and, and uh, or you will be angry and others will not even be aware of it. You know, people are mad at you and you don't even know they're mad at you. These are the times when you need to sit in God's presence and allow God to encourage you from the scripture. As you face your anger in any given situation, sometimes being alone with God is what you need. You can say what you need to say, feel how you need to feel, repent, confess and seek his forgiveness when it's just between the two of you. You know that you can trust God to give you what you need and that what you say stays right where you leave it with him. Then it is up to you to be obedient to what God tells you to do and to do it. There's nobody around to encourage you. No one around you to give you a good, timely spiritual word. Sit yourself in a seat. Cut everything off. Get still before God. Get the word of God, the book of life, and begin to read, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Be still and know that he is God. The Lord will not leave me. Neither will he forsake me. First Samuel 36 says, I love this. And David was greatly distressed. Look, he was distressed. For the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. But I love this part. But David encouraged himself. <laughs> In the Lord is God. 
David encouraged himself. So if there's not someone around you, a husband, a wife, or everybody is dysfunctional, out of order, let, let the Lord, the, the word of God, the Lord himself, encourage you, strengthen you, build you up, and edify you. Number seven, anger, strife, quarrel, and contention can be avoided if we would only learn to seek God's wisdom and hear his voice and implement James 1.19. I, I repeat, anger, strife, quarrel, and contention can be avoided if we would only learn to seek God's wisdom and hear his voice and implement James 1.19, which says, So then, my beloved brethren, this is the church. A, these are Christians. Let every man, every one of you, men and women alike, be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, become angry. Are there words you wish you could have gotten back? Have you said something and to this day you regret it? And all you had to do was to do what? Be swift to hear, slow to speak. Slow to wrath. Don't let your tongue go beyond your thinking. Process what you're about to say before you begin to speak. Don't just go off without thinking. Ask, ask the Lord. Lord, do you really want me to say this? Is it needful? Is it edifying? Is it hurtful? Will it build up? Or will it tear down? And if it's going to tear down, if it's going to disturb... And give folks setbacks. Why do you want to say it? Be quiet. Trust God and pray. That's a good antidote. Be quiet. Trust God and pray. God can do far more than you can do. And you make a bigger mess trying to do something that God doesn't want you to do. Now look, let's look at verses 6b through 7. Verses 6b through 7 in the text. Genesis chapter 4. And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Verses 6b through 7 is God's probing question and warning. God's probing question and warning. When Cain's offering was not accepted by God, his facial expression was that of anger and dejection. God asked Cain a series of probing questions, which were followed by God's instructions and warning. Look at the series of questions that God asked Cain. Cain, why are you angry? First question. And why has your countenance fallen? Second question. If you do well, Cain, will you not be accepted? Third question. In other words, Cain had a critical life decision to make. With the help of God, he could conquer the sin of anger in himself, or he could allow his anger to destroy him. Notice also that the word sin in verse 7 appears here for the first time and has the same meaning as the New Testament word, which is to miss the mark. Sin means to miss the mark. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short 
of the glory of God. You know what sin is? Sin is lawlessness. It's breaking the law of God and rebellion against God. For first John three, four says, whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness and sin is lawlessness. And we're in a lawless society. Shoot a baby between the eyes. Kill an innocent person that's jogging, taking care of his own business. Kill a World War II vet and steal his cell phone. This is a lawless, out of control society. Two children abducted out of Houston from children who are messing around on the internet. And the parents are distraught and don't know where they are. Lawless society. Listen. Every time you see one evil, here comes a brand new evil. First John 3, 4 says, whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness and sin is lawlessness. Beloved, obeying God's instructions liberates and cultivates intimacy with the father. Whereas rebellion against God's instructions results in, in being possessed controlled and enslaved by sin, which separates us from God as in the case of Cain. For his facial expressions reveal the attitude of his heart. We can tell when something's not right about you. All we got to do is just look at your ugly face. And some, some Christians can make the most ugliest face. I mean, all wrinkled up. Listen, we're already going to get wrinkled. You don't have to help God by putting more wrinkles on you before you begin to wrinkle. You see, calm down, unwrinkle your face, start smiling, and let the joy of the Lord exude from you. Verse 7, look what, look what God tells Cain. If you do well, look at that, that's big. Well, we can say that, Randa, if you do well, put your name there. Whatever your name is, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. It's desirous for you, Cain, but you must rule over it. You see, the Lord said to Cain, if you do well. Oh, that's what I want, my friend. I want to do well before the Father. Is that your heart's desire? To do well? To finish well? The scripture says, the Lord said to Cain, if you do well, your offering will be accepted, which would indicate a relationship with God. It's just like God to lovingly reach out to Cain and give Cain another opportunity to offer another sacrifice in a way that would be pleasing and acceptable to the Lord, which would give evidence of Cain's relationship with his God. Let me say something to you. Prolonged anger hinders us from having our fellowship with Christ restored and also causes others not to see Christ in us. In other words, you can know Christ, but your fellowship in Christ is broken because of a spirit of anger. And then what that does, it, it blocks Christ from being seen in your life. Because when people look at your anger and your sour face, and, and the mean disposition and the attitude, then the love of Christ cannot be revealed in you. Unless you are willing to let go of prolonged anger, for heaven's sake, let it go, you will not be able to loosen up 
You can't relax and you won't even be able to laugh again. And the truth be told, some of you have not laughed in a very long time. I mean, somebody start laughing, you get huffy. What's so funny? Ain't nothing funny. You funny. Listen. Ask God if you haven't laughed for a long time to put the joy back in your soul to the extent that you can laugh again. You know, I think a prayer, many of us ought to pray is Lord, tickle me. Tickle me. That's a strange request. Lord, make, Lord, move me to laugh again. You know, g- laughter is good for the soul. You know what? Laugh, laughter, when you get a good belly laugh, I mean, I pray on y'all that God would make you laugh, that you lose your sanity a little bit, and that you let go of yourself, and you don't forget how cute you think you are, and how handsome you think you are. I mean, you get so laugh. Have you ever got so tickled that you bent over, and you couldn't control yourself, and you begin to cry, and all of a sudden you on the floor, and all of a sudden what you were laughing at, you were laughing at, people began to laugh at you, because you're so funny. What, 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 what was what tickle you wasn't tickling them. They just laughing at you now. <laughs> oh, it is my heart's prayer is that Maranatha would be filled with laughter. Filled with laughter. I mean, laugh so much until I'm glad, God, that I can laugh again. I'm glad, God, that I can laugh before you in a world of misery and strife. Lord, I'm going to cut the TV off. I'm not going to rehearse all the bad news. Lord, I want to laugh again. Oh, God, tickle me. Tickle me. Oh, listen to this. It gets deeper, you all. Husbands, say what you want. That's now, that's weak. Husbands. Okay. Wives. A little bit louder. Wives. Fathers. Fathers. Mothers. Shame on you. (laughs) I'm afraid to let you all be laughing. Shame on you if your family is in bondage because they're afraid of you. They really prefer you not come home because you disturb the peace. They're afraid of you. That wife is afraid of her husband. And there's some husband are really afraid of the wife. Scared to sleep in the same bed with her. Ice picked under the pillow. <laughs> oh, it's a horrible thing when you're scared to sleep. I can sleep soundly and I can slob all down pillow all wet. Because I know my wife is a loving, kind wife. It's good to know when you got the right wife in the house. Won't you say amen, husbands? <laughs> if your family is afraid of you, your family's in bondage because of fear. They are oppressed. Some families are in depression. Because of, because of mama, daddy, mother, father's wrath, fury, rage. And there are some parents that are afraid of their children. We're in that age now, y'all. Y'all listen to me. There are some parents who have, who have to sleep and lock their own door for fear of what their child might do to them. 
That's the kind of society. Because truth be told, children now have more rights than the parents. The school is starting tomorrow. Students have more rights than the teachers. There was a time when you can put the board of education on the student. You just look like you're going to get a board. Now you've lost your job five times over. And forget being hired anywhere else. There was a time they would line you all up if they didn't know who the culprit was. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But we're in a different day now because we're in a lawsuit-happy society. Mom and dad comes home and the whole house is afraid because of physical aggression. God ultimately holds us responsible for creating an environment that is conducive for relaxation in a world filled with tension and stress. God wants edification in a world full of tearing down, in a world full of mockery and sarcasm. God wants edification and building up in that home with your words. It is God's desire that you have encouragement in a world filled with criticism. The world, the world is so critical, but when, they come, when, when your children come home, your spouse come home, there ought to be some peace there. God desires love in a world filled with hate. You ought to come home and find a haven of love in a hateful world. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.